What is up, everybody? It's another episode of 314 Punk. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. And um, I have just had a lot of things going on uh, in my personal life <laughs> and uh, with my band and everything that I haven't been able to get a podcast in. So um, I think we're going to do maybe move to like a bi-weekly or like uh, twice a month type thing. I, I don't know if bi-weekly is twice a month, every two weeks, every other week, whatever. Um, just to kind of like, you know, space it out a little bit because doing it every week is, uh, you know, it's a hustle and uh, other things get in the way. So thanks for being patient and thank you for listening. I uh, really appreciate it. A bunch of people had posted that uh, 314 Punk was one of their most listened to podcasts of the year. And we haven't even been doing this for six months yet. So <clears throat> thank you so much for listening to this podcast. So uh, a couple of shows that are coming up um, tomorrow. Uh, today is Monday, December 6th. Tomorrow, December 7th, we have The Queers at Red Flag with Fightback Mountain, Candy Lion, and Grip Slime. And then on December 10th, yours truly, Wes Hoffman. And uh, our guest, Banks and Cathedrals, is going to be playing with Dialogue at the Heavy Anchor on December 10th. So make sure to, to check that out. Dialogue is releasing their EP on vinyl that night. So it's their EP release party. And last time we were at the Heavy Anchor, it was absolutely bonkers. So we're very excited about that. And then uh, December 11th is uh, Welcome Home is playing with Goaltender and uh fluorescent and avoid or not avoid not avoid i think it's intervention and that is at red flag as well so welcome home uh reunion show pop punk show uh at red flag on december 11th so there's a few shows for you guys coming up um definitely check those out also shameless plug uh wes hoffman and friends released a new single uh, last week, I think it was two weeks ago, almost. Yeah, so right before Thanksgiving, uh, it's called "For What It's Worth." It features Punk Rocket. Uh, she's a friend of mine from Canada, and uh, definitely check her out on Instagram if you like punk rock and vinyl and all that kind of stuff. She's always sharing cool stuff, so um, you can just find that on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. Just look up Wes Hoffman. Uh, Modern Angst is going to be on the show here coming up in a week or two, <clears throat> and. They are releasing a new single. I believe it's December 8th. So uh, we're excited. We'll be sharing that. So make sure to check that out. And Jared is going to be on the podcast coming up here soon. Um, and I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. Jared's a good friend of mine. And uh, we'll have a ton to just talk about music-wise and St. Louis punk-wise. So definitely be on the lookout for Modern Angst uh, and their new single coming out. Also... The Chandelier Swing is a new band in St. Louis, and they just put out a new EP. And if you're a fan of like old pop punk, four-year strong type Rufio uh, stuff from the early 2000s, you will love it. So check it out and enjoy this episode with Christian Knobloch of Banks and Cathedrals. All right, we are back in... Uh, this is another episode of 314 Punk, and I'm here with Christian Knobloch. How are you, brother? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Nice to finally meet you. Yeah, nice to finally meet you You as well. I've been, um, just through my personal account, uh, my Wes, you know, my my personal Instagram account, I've been following your uh, STL Vegan Punk for a while. That, yeah, yeah. And then, I don't know how I made the connection, but I found out that you were banks in, in cathedrals with that. So I do want to talk a little bit about the vegan food scene a little oh, bit. Absolutely, but yeah. um, I've been following you for a while, and uh, now we're going to play a show together. So yeah, this is a very exciting <laughs> time. Yeah. So thanks for for being on the podcast. Oh, glad to be here. Of course. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about uh, if if you haven't listened to the podcast, uh, we do this thing where we say like, uh, "What's your?" Where, uh, well, I do this thing where I like to ask people, "What was your?" punk rock aha punk rock moment <laughs> so the moment the band or the video or yeah. the song that really was like oh man i fucking love punk rock now you know yeah <laughs> i think i have an idea of what yours oh, is oh sh- yeah you think yeah i think yeah something <laughs> tells me you probably do know but um so yeah so it, so this goes back to I me mean, i'm 
I'm in my I'm 41 now, so I mean I'm yeah, I'm an old. I mean you know you understand. Oh dude, I would age, never yeah. I would never have guessed. I would I would have said at least 10 years younger. Seriously, <laughs> okay, seriously. Got a little bit of baby face, but uh, so no, but uh, you're well, aging like a fine wine. <laughs> thanks. So uh, I was in a band with my my older brother for a while, and uh, it was it, they basically just handed me a bass and said, "Have at it, you know, you're gonna be our bass player." I said, "Okay, that's fine." But uh, we were our drummer was driving us around one day. He had a little like hatchback, whatever, and he had he had his mixtape in, you know, back in the day with the mixtapes, and um, and the song "Infected" came on by Ooh. Bad Religion, and this was the I'm first time, dead. yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, "What is this?" I mean, I just you just have those moments where you hear a band for the first time, and I can think of a few times in my life, but that was the first time I'd heard Bad Religion. And you know, most people would consider not consider that a punk rock song. Although we, I find that to be very subjective, anyway. But like, I mean, it just struck me at the big time, and like, immediately went out and got Stranger Than Fiction. Um, and then really, this is that infected on Stranger Than Fiction? Yeah, infected okay. is on Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I went through a little bit of a lull in the in the late '90s with them, and then like once Brett Gerwitz got back in the band, and they got Brett Wackerman playing drums. I mean, I was just, I was just hooked. And then, like, of course, this last year they put up, they put out a book. They did a bunch of streaming shows, and it's really been hard for me to like get away from bad religion. And, you know, it's just, it just there's, it, you know, just so smart and just like so, I don't know. And I'm, I'm obsessed with Brian Baker. I hope I never meet Brian Baker because I'm probably, because <laughs> he's, he really has become kind of my um, go-to guitar guy. But yeah, oh, you know he's, I mean? he's phenomenal. He's yeah. phenomenal. My rig is basically baby Brian Baker at this point. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love I mean, that. He, yeah, yeah. He, Les Paul Jr. And he, and he and a Marshall amp. And and yeah, so I really, yeah. I'm, you know, here we are 27 years later and I'm still obsessed with Bad Religion. Yeah, I mean, they're, they are, so they're one of those bands that when I was young, I grew up in a very uh, religious household. Yeah. And my parents were very, like, this was... I don't know if Christian music is still a big thing or not, but when I was growing up, it was. Sure, and, yeah. and they were like, we, you know, they really wanted me to listen to like Christian music. And there was all these Christian punk bands. MXPX is like oh, my, yeah. my aha punk rock moment. They were my aha punk rock band. Nice. I still love them to this day. But, oh, yeah, yeah. So I never really got into bad religion because it was bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? But as, when I, uh, as I got older and you know moved out on my own, I totally dove into their discography. Um, Suffer oh, is yeah. one of my all-time favorite punk rock albums. Um, definitely in the top ten, or or if not top five of my all-time favorite. Nice, and, Very um, nice. I love like No Control. That's another. Uh, I love that album as well. But uh, yeah, they're 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 amazing. And I actually had. Uh, Greg Hetson. I know he's not in the band anymore, but yeah, yeah. I had him on a podcast a few years ago. Really? Yeah. Really, really nice guy. And um, he just had some, he had some really interesting things to say. And I mean, bands like Bad Religion and No Effects and even going back to like the Ramones and Rancid, oh, like yeah. that, those bands have a sound that if they didn't exist, like... We wouldn't be doing what we're doing, right? Now. You know, like we wouldn't right. be, like somebody had, to, like I don't know. It's like I, I feel like if I if I was ever going to any three of those bands, if somebody said, "What does punk rock sound like?" I would give them any of those three, and those three sound completely different. Yeah, but those are are all very define or and the Ramones. Those are all very defining punk rock bands. Yeah. you know what I mean. It's like like they have their own sound and their own thing going but it's all like different it's really it's really interesting absolutely like, thank god for bad religion <laughs> <laughs> right well, you know going back to hetson you know he's he's one of the few people who didn't actually have a voice in in the book you know when they put out this book last i think it was at the end of 19 and they didn't inter inter he didn't want to be interviewed for whatever reason so i don't know what happened with them especially considering hetson was basically there at the beginning i mean yeah. from like you know from the mid 80s on late early 80s whatever so i don't understand what the disconnect was there but so most things must have been bad with them unfortunately but he's i was you know got a soft spot for him as the sg of course <laughs> oh yeah dude i'm a big sg fan i i, I, I uh, until i got that fender um, oh, yeah. that sg i've played an sg for a really long time i'm i'm a huge fan of that of of that guitar for sure but yeah i don't know i don't know what happened with with that but i mean he was in that band for 25 years easily like, really long time yeah yeah in fact i think that with their when they came out with their 
not their second album, but their but an EP after their second record. Like they actually on the sticker and made a big fuss about Greg Henson being in the you know I guess it was Circle Jerks or whatever you know. You have yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, really, he, like he, legendary. Yeah. I mean, those, all of those guys in that band, I feel like are are kind of are legends in their own right. right. You know, like and Brian Baker. I mean, Minor Threat. Yeah, Dag, Dag Nasty. Um, and then who's that? Uh, they have a new guitar player now. Um, but he was also in a in a fairly popular band in the '80s too. I don't know. Oh gosh, I can't think of it. I mean, uh, my favorite head or not Henson, but Brian Baker story is the, that he was actually before he took up on Bad Religion, he was actually asked to be a part of the touring uh, version of REM. Oh so no yeah, shit! Yeah, okay. so this was Monster. This was Monster era REM. So it's like bigger than life. He could have been in. I mean, you know, you could only think of two or three other bands that were just as big as REM in, in the early '90s, and yeah, he was asked to be their guitar player. And he went with Bad Religion because, I mean, well, he was given a spot to be in that. So it's, it's hard to believe that. I mean, that's how divert, you know, it's easy to say we're, we're punk, but like, it's you know. They're great musicians. Yeah. Yeah, they're exactly. great. Exactly. I feel like them and uh, The Descendants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Both uh, great musicians. And, and I mean, you you might not, if you hear heard a Bad Religion song, you might be like, oh, well, depending on what song it is, you might be like, oh, they're just playing power chords. But like, you know, they... <laughs> There's some really cool solos in there, and you know, just I, oh, I, yeah. and I just feel like it, their their music is just it's just really I've I've seen them a bunch of times on Warp Tour and stuff like that, and sure. they're just a really good, really really good band. So yeah, I think people take that for granted, like because you because you think okay, yeah, you're playing big old chunky chords, but I mean like <laughs> that's not you know I mean some of that stuff I mean I I struggle with like you know with muffling and you know and like. Yeah, real crunchy stuff. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I like to play a lot of open chords. You won't, you won't see me do a lot of that real, you know, yeah, that whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, and they and uh, uh, to play to play that fast and that clean is oh, like yeah. you know it, it's it, it definitely is. And I mean, I mean, they just defined a genre of like of of a, a, a sub genre or subgenre of punk. You know, yeah. Like you can hear a band and be like they're influenced by Bad Religion. Oh, you absolutely. Know? So. Um, so the, did did you aside from Banks and Cathedrals did you play in other bands growing up? So yeah, are, so are I you from St. Louis? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Florissant. So yeah, so I mean, our I don't think our paths were that much different. Um, I mean, I went to a Catholic grade school and high school, just like <laughs> so many of us, um, raised in a Christian conservative family, and it just uh, so no wonder uh, my favorite band is Bad Religion. But what, uh, what did they think of Bad Religion? <laughs> my, oh my God, my mother just. She tolerates it. She because uh, she she ha so you know I've, I've been uh, sharing a lot of against me on my right now. Laura Jane Grace obviously a big deal right now. Especially Love against in, me, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, so I I was sharing some uh, against me the other day, and my mother is on my Facebook, and she's re I can't remember. It was one of the trans you know transgender dysphoria blues songs. <laughs> my mom gave like the oh my you know the the shock mm -hmm. reaction and just like you need to not read any of these lyrics mom you know so but uh, you know i don't i don't throw you know i don't hold punches as far as that stuff goes but i mean love it just ha just just having laura jane grace around st louis has been really fascinating to me and just you know having a chance to meet her a few times but uh but yeah i mean that's another big influence especially in the last eight years i'd say you know i'd say she's been a big part of uh my, my sound too in a lot of ways I I think that um, transgender dysphoria blues is an amazing album. Yeah. I, I I fairly recently since she's been around town, um, I've went back and I mean I, I listened to it when it came out, but I've went back and, and re listened to it and I mean just really really catchy choruses oh, yeah. and um, uh, I mean just well thought out lyrics and uh, I mean I just I really really enjoy that I I, I mean I like I've always been a, an against me fan but yeah. that album I think particularly um you know I think every once in a while and and I feel like with my recent songs like the I was just talking to the guys in my band like my songs that it came at a time where um these songs that I put out this year that are that are on our EP like these are all been songs that are very like emotionally charged and very personal yeah and I think every once in a while something comes along that like you know you go through a, a, a transformate a life transformation in some regard and and it's like it, it comes out in in song form oh, <laughs> you know and I and that's definitely one of those albums 
that's like you can tell is right. wow, this was really like emotionally charged and very personal stuff, you know? Sure. And honestly, I, I didn't know who against me was until we started playing live. So it says uh, good for I don't know if you know Jake Schneider, but uh, he's uh, he's in Blackwater sixty four. Yeah, Jake I do know Jake, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he was he was running, I guess, or he's working with Ready Room at that point, and we played a show there to like twelve people, I think. But <laughs> so, but uh, but he he came up to us afterwards. He said, "Man, you guys sound." First of all, he said, "Hot water music," which I didn't know who hot water music. Now that I know these things, I'm like, "Yes, this is great." You know, I can't be mad about about these things. But I said, "I don't know what you're talking about." He says, "Well, do well, you know who against me is?" I, said, I don't know. So like, I had to go back and actually learn these things, and and. And now Hot Water and Against Me are probably two of my favorite uh, of the genre at this yeah, point. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know. And those, I feel like those are both mentioned frequently in the same sentences oh, and, yeah. um, and the same circles. I, I would say your music, uh, I was just listening to some of it today. Yeah. Uh, and I, so some of it reminds me a little bit of Gaslight Anthem. Like just, <laughs> I think it's that open chord, like yeah. it's punk influence, kind of singer-songwriter, but open chord and... and um, uh, my girlfriend, who she, I mean, she listens to punk, yeah, uh, yeah. and she's has punk background, but she really likes acoustic singer songwriter stuff. She said Jason Isbell. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do love Jason Isbell. <laughs> but, uh, so, truth be told, you know, when I started, when we started doing the music, uh, the the band stuff, because we were, I was doing this project three or four years before we started actually playing live as a band, and you know, when we became a rock band, you know, like. I wanted to be Springsteen. <laughs> okay, mean, like, okay, you yeah. Know what I mean, I mean who, he, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> I hope when I'm, you know, he's a, he's pushing, he's over seventy now. But I mean, I saw him in sixteen, and I mean, the guy's crowd surfing and, you know, playing these three-hour shows. It's just like, how is this man doing this? I mean, it's just amazing. But uh, um, I but bet yeah. he's really tired afterwards. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, no, but uh, yeah. So you know, I. Not wanting to sound like an old man, you know, what, what do you guys sound like? Well, you know, if you, you like Bruce Springsteen, you know, have you read the new Rolling Stone? <laughs> you know, we use Gaslight Anthem a lot. That was always, a, but I, I also really like Gaslight Anthem too. Which is very heavily influenced by yeah. Springsteen. Yeah, another Jersey boy right there. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but yeah, that was my, you know, this is the safe thing I can say to people that they're, so they're not like, whoa, whoa, you like Bruce Springsteen? Whatever, Grandpa, you know. But Yeah, I, th yeah, I think the perceptions of Springsteen have changed quite a bit over the years because I think he's a far more, he's always been celebrated, but I think that he's far more respected than he was. I mean, you know, if you go back to like the late 90s, 2000s and that sort of stuff. But so I have a funny Bruce Springsteen story. So I, I've always known about Springsteen. Yeah. Um, I've never... Really like growing up. I just I I knew Born in the USA. I knew like Secret Garden from the Jerry Maguire movie, and I oh, knew yeah. like you know some of his hits like I'm on Fire and all that. But I I never really knew and and Born to Run and Glory Days and all that. You know when I was growing up, but I didn't realize that he had this like rich history back in like oh yeah you know in the seventies and 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 all this all this kind of like I hadn't dove into his complete discography and and especially people like our age which. I just want to say, like, I, I will be playing music at this point in my life, like, until I die. Like, yeah. I don't think you're ever too old to to pick up a guitar and 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 play stuff, you know, and, sure. and write music and perform. But, um, you know, a lot of like when we were growing up, there wasn't you had to go buy albums, and and when you're a kid and you're a teenager, like, you don't have even in your early twenties, you don't have money to just buy. All the Bruce Springsteen albums, right. you know. So, yeah. but like now that everything's digital, which I think is great. Like, you know, you can go back and listen to all that stuff. So, me and my buddy were on a road trip up to saves to see Saves the Day in Chicago, and on the nice. way back, he's a big Bruce Springsteen fan, and um, I was like, show me some cool like um, Bruce stuff, and and uh, I don't know how I never listened to the song, but he he was like, okay, I'm gonna start you out with Atlantic City. Okay, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I started listening to this song and um we're driving and I had sunglasses on and we listened to it all the way through. We didn't say anything, we didn't talk, he he wasn't like, Oh, listen to this part, you know, anything like that. And just the sounds that this dude was making and the harmonica and these little like you know, like yeah. sounds that he's making in the background, like Yeah. It 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 really struck an emotional accord with me and yeah, um yeah. I looked over at him and I took my sunglasses off and I literally had tears like streaming down my my face 
And he just goes, welcome to Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you don't, you don't, yeah. And if, and if your only experience with Bruce is Born to Run and, and Dancing in the Dark and shit like that, I mean, you're... You're never going to truly understand just like the depth of his work, you know. And right. I, I think Nebraska is a great example of that very great record. Um, and my favorite record is Darkness at the Edge of Town. I mean, that's okay. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, and that that's about as real as Bruce gets. I think is like I think he wanted to do something a little more stripped down, a little more gritty than you know, Born to Run was like this big production. And then he came back with with darkness, and I mean that's, that's the record. I mean, like, I, I no one could ever tell me otherwise because it talks about real shit. You know, it's it's not you know it's not like some of the other stuff. But um, but yeah, it is. Yeah, there are two sides of, of Bruce, I think, and I think sometimes you have to really dig to find the really great stuff. But yeah, I mean, he he's so inspiring because I feel like people like him and Bob Dylan they were so prolific. Like, yeah, they can just you know put songs out there like no other you and know Bob's um, another great example of someone who can be a caricature of himself but then you when you delve into the the depths of what he's done just like wow you know yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely so tell me a little bit about how did uh, uh, Banks and Cathedral start so so I started writing songs I took so I was I was in a college band that went on for past college uh, in Springfield Missouri and I took about a, a three-year hiatus from writing songs because I, I got a uh, I got a job teaching and now I, I teach here uh, now in community college but um oh, okay yeah so um but uh, I my wife ex-wife now <laughs> just we can delve into that later but no uh, so <laughs> no but uh, you know, she was living in New Orleans at the time and when we decided that we were in love and we were going to be together, you know, it was kind of this big ordeal. And we, I managed to somehow get her to leave New Orleans. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm in St. Louis. You know, you don't want, you can't, can't live in fantasy land forever. But I mean, um, but uh, yeah. So when we started living together, that's when I really started writing again. And you know, she was, she, she inspired me so much, and the city inspired me so much. Hence the Crescent City Lights EP that obviously wrote for the, for her and the city but um but yeah so I started in December um and the funny thing was it wasn't really meant to be like uh, a rock band like I had I had done the rock band thing you know I it it's fr I can tell you right now you know rehearsing for the last couple months it is a pain in the ass to run a band <laughs> you know especially yes, when you're all 30 can, 40 it can be yeah oh, and God. and like you said you know you all have lives like you know we, all, all the guys in my band like you know a couple of them are married like I have a girlfriend you yeah. know I like I'm trying to sell a house, you know, another, oh, yeah. like we all have careers, like, right. and it's really hard. It's a lot different than when you're 21 and all you, you know, yeah, all you really care out. about is playing in a band. Yeah, like. <laughs> dr drinking cheap beer and playing downtown or wherever you're, for us it was Springfield, Missouri, so downtown was the scene there, but um, we went to go, this is, so I would want to do like a more of a pop, more of a folky thing. Okay. And I mean, you, if, you, if you've heard any of the, because I mean, it's all Banks Cathedrals, the band and the other stuff, but like, um, you know, we went to see Badly Drawn Boy. I don't know if you're familiar with Badly Drawn okay, Boy. Okay, I, I, yeah. I know the name. I, I think I've heard a couple songs before. Yeah. I, I have a thing for British pop and British music in general. But, okay. uh, but you know, he's a British singer-songwriter. He's, he's very poppy. He's got a lot of, he's got kind of a folk vibe. So that's what really inspired me to start writing again was uh, hearing these songs, and they related to my own life at the time. And uh, so, like, a lot of these songs that are now uh, the band stuff, I mean, Crescent City Lights, I mean, that was... Those were all acoustic songs. Those were all meant to be, you know, acoustic. And um, Matt's wife, I know, I've known, I've known Matt since high school. He was a junior when I was a senior. And uh, his wife, uh, you know, she just happened to know that I was looking for musicians, and we kind of touched base. And um, and suddenly, once once you put some gain on those songs, and I was yeah. The funny thing is, I was still playing with the capo, which drove them crazy. Which, frankly, I don't give a shit. Obviously, I mean, I'm gonna play it. But uh, they always give me a hard time about playing with the capo, and I said, you know, yeah, this is, that's just the way the songs were written. And um, but yeah, I mean, they just they took on a new life, and it was so much energy that I re didn't realize was there. Um, so a song like Crescent City Lights would be a great example of that, where it just kind of, <laughs> you know, it was it was it was meant to be a pop song. It was really meant to be just kind of a you know a little pop song about my rendezvous with my wife and. Um, and it turned into something much bigger than that, as far as the sound goes. Was that on your first album, like the 
so yeah, so yeah, our Crescent City Lights is to... yeah. So we had two EPs. You can't, the uh, Spotify doesn't have the second EP, but it has a couple of the singles. Okay, well, I was listening to this earlier. Yeah, yeah. So okay, I was wondering. I thought so. The Florida Lee is not. It's a New Orleans thing, not a St. Louis what? thing. I, in that, or yeah, it can be both. I think yeah, yeah. I, it, it's a French thing, is what I really okay, what it really comes sure. down to. We're, our cities are both very. Um, French uh, influenced, I would say, nonetheless. But absolutely, um, yeah. But yeah, that actually, that photo, the photo that's on Crystal City Lights is is from a cemetery in Florissant. So I took the picture oh. here. <laughs> and so yeah, I mean, I just happened. I was looking for Florales, and uh, and I happened to be in one of the cemeteries down there, and uh, and uh, Aaron, uh, Matt's wife, doctored the photo, and that's why it's got this sort of like ominous sort of like you know especially since we talk a lot about katrina and stuff like that or i do i should say in the in the songs so it really has kind of a weird ominous vibe to it even though crescent city lights itself is a, is a love song it's a you know two people who you know couldn't find them couldn't get together couldn't find a way to each other and they did find a way to each other under circumstances that weren't necessarily um <laughs> Uh, we, we we might have been a little shady about what we were doing too at the time, but um, <laughs> so yeah. But it was uh, yeah. It's it's been really fascinating how that how it went from what it was to like this big sort of band. It, I don't know. It was yeah. I'm quite proud of that. And then that's way. awesome. Yeah. So that's so. And I've heard some of your recent stuff. Um, you just put out like a an acoustic yeah, yeah. Uh, like EP or album. Um, this uh, this one here, I've got it pulled up on Spotify. Oh yeah, Fire to Darkness. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so do you when you play live, you play with a full band, right? So we, it's been it's been five years since we played. We we kind of we went our separate ways, and you know we can get to that at some point. But um, so, but no, so yeah, we the drummer and I finally got back together this summer, and we've been working on stuff and. Uh, my best friend Michaela, who uh, for those who don't know Michaela, she's a stand-up comedian and a, and a musician, and she works at the Heavy Anchor. My best friend. <laughs> That's awesome. We, yeah. uh, I, asked I do her know to, Michaela. I, yeah. I can attest she's good people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, well, yeah, she's, she's the best people for me. So, um, But uh, I asked her to, we were having trouble with the original bass player, and I asked her if she would help me finish. Well, the goal was to, write, to record an EP, that, basically, uh, but we haven't gotten to that point yet. But... Uh, my good friend uh, Dick Buttry is playing guitar with us now, so like we just so you know what let's just let's just play a show, you know, and that that's what it really came down to is like let's do something. We've been working since June or whatever it was, May or June. So, um, but yeah, so it's so we're looking forward to that. It's gonna be we're all stressed out. You can <laughs> oh yeah five oh. years. It's been five years. Yeah so, yeah we're we're uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, for us, we played Heavy Anchor um, two months ago. Yeah, and it was, uh, you know, we hadn't, we, I had recorded and released some stuff, but it was just me and the drummer. I played all the, you know, the guitars and the bass and everything. Yeah. So we hadn't even played a show. We had a new guitar player. We hadn't even played a show with him yet. Right. And yeah, yeah. and he was in the he we he started with us right before COVID hit and and. Um, so, you know, we kind of, I mean, during COVID, like a lot of bands, we kind of went on a little bit of a, like a break and, um, it, it is stressful when you're, for me being the per, the person who's like the driving force behind mm -hmm. the band. And I mean, the band is Wes Hoffman and friends. So it, it is my band. Like, <laughs> that's you pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. 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 It's, it's me and my best friends, like playing music. That's pretty much what it is. And, um, you know, I you want everything to be perfect. You want everything to to feel like you want to go into it feeling like you're prepared. And um, it's just you have to remind. I have to remind myself, perfection is not real. Like yeah. there's always going to be things that happen at, at the show that you can't control. Like I was telling you before we started recording. Like at that show, my guitar became came unplugged like twice. I don't know how or why, but <laughs> yeah. but you know, like little things happen and and. It, it can be it you know being in a band um i agree with you there's times where it's really smooth and it feels like things are kind of just coming together effortlessly and then there's other times where you feel like you're just pushing a boulder uphill oh, you know yeah. <laughs> that's for sure you know and yeah you know we, like you said we all have lives and um and you just kind of you try to have to respect that at the same time you also have to put in the work so it just you know it's really hard to have that balance there does have to be a time where you have to kind of say like you know everybody needs to get on the same page of like hey i know we all have work but like we need to set aside an hour or two to, to work yeah. on this and 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 just you know we we talk I, I feel like me and my band we talk a lot about just where we're, where we're going and what we're yeah. doing and 
making sure everybody's on board and 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 that kind of stuff. So um no, I'm I'm stoked to play to play with you guys. Absolutely. So, yeah. so and then we have dialogue. Have you have you checked them out at all? Uh, I haven't had a chance to like get really hear any of their stuff yet. So and uh, yeah, it's, so I don't know I don't know much about them. Uh, yeah, uh, Josh from Ebby Anchor hooked us up with you guys. Um, it was it was really interesting because I mean like for us this was such a big deal to play again and we wanted to hit a home run. We wanted we wanted to yeah, have a killer lineup. Absolutely. Um, and I and I swung for the fences a few times. I wasn't, you know, I was, <laughs> I was I'm like, we're gonna get this lineup together. And it got to the point where I just I was just frustrated with it. And I just I kind of put it in Josh's hands, and Josh took care of it. I and I did, you know, I did. I, He's great. Yeah, and, I actually went to college with Josh. Oh, yeah, really? So. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Josh and Jody. Um, you know, we that's, we actually played our first show at Heavy Anchor in okay. fourteen in two thousand fourteen. So it's great to. I mean. I had kind of hoop dreams. I mean, this was all big hoop dreams. Like I wanted to play off Broadways where I wanted to play, but <laughs> don't tell Josh and Jody that. <laughs> no, jo- Jody won't listen to this anyway. It's fine. Um, but <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I was thinking off Broadway, you know. And then, but you know, when it came down to it, it just made sense to go to come home. Is what it really came down for to. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah I I think um, you know I love the heavy anchor. I've played there a few times yeah. now, and uh, I I I think we're very. We're very lucky to have the heavy anchor. It's it's in the heart of South City. Oh yeah, you know it's it's just such a great uh, a great place to, for all kinds. I mean, it's a great just like watering hole, but it's also just a, a great place to do a show. And um, I'm really stoked to be back there with you guys. If, if you um, dialogue also, they they've been on the podcast too. Okay, so great. I would. They're great guys, and they have an EP coming out, and um, I think it's five songs, okay. or it's already out, but it's like their vinyl. Release. Oh, I see. Okay. So, um, and they're kind of like an emo, um, but their 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 music. If you when you listen to it, is it like sounds quiet. It's kind of stargazy. Yeah. But when they play live, they're really loud. Interesting. And so yeah, and and they rock out and like you know they 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 have a good they have a good live show. So I think it's gonna be and and yeah. Wes Hoffman and friends, we we'll bring the energy. So <laughs> <laughs> we we jump around a lot. And okay, like Yeah, okay. we jump around a lot and like we have all kinds of like choreographed pop punk jumps and like <laughs> silly shit so <laughs> i like it i like it um so tell me a little bit about i'm vegetarian okay so I, that, I think that's how i found your stl vegan punk um on on instagram i think it was maybe like around the time that pizza head started i don't, oh, I don't yeah, know yeah. maybe it, i don't i don't know what it was but like um i started following you i, I somehow came across it and like i love that that you're posting stuff that's like not only St. Louis based, but you know, uh, you'll post like, uh, you, I, I don't know. Recently, you've posted like some chicken wings or something that, that are like new. You're always kind of posting new, new, new products, new products that are coming out, and, and my travels too. I was always yeah, sure do, yeah, yeah, show stuff. Uh, but um, yeah, so uh, I, you know, I wish I could tell you that I, I went <laughs> vegan or started the transition to vegan because realistically, I've only been vegan for a couple years, but. Um, I started the transition in September of 17. Okay. And it was more for health than anything, but I really um you know, everything else kind of came along, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was you know, I mean, obviously the ethics and the animal cruelty sure. and just just the the bullshit of factory farming. I mean, it, and in you know, the way that a lot of these companies treat their employees. Sure. So so that really all that kind of came along with it after, you know, but I mean it turn, becoming vegan was probably one of the best life choices I've ever made, as far as that goes. But um, and the fact that I was always because I was I was sharing stuff on my personal Instagram page, and it got to the point where like I thought to myself, well, I mean, this might be a thing, you know, this could because I, I mean I'm a writer, I do, yeah. I do write a little bit, yeah. Um, so I said this is this could be a really fun thing to do, just document everything, and every once in a while I write a little article on something. I write articles on Facebook and I share photos and stuff on Instagram. Um, but it, you know, it, it took off in a way that I didn't expect it to. You know, I, I I thought it'd be like oh it's a little niche thing, people, and like before I knew it, I have I think I've got. Just just over seven hundred followers. Sure. Um, but it's it's been really great. And like ever, I just several months ago, you you reached out to me and you thanked me for for doing that. I'm just like, what did I do? You know, I'm just oh, like, dude, I'm just no. sharing stuff. You know. Well, yeah. Well, like, I mean, that's really... that's that's part of it. Is it's yeah. just, I think it's just cool that, um, you know, to, to I wouldn't know about some of this stuff yeah. if you weren't posting about it. And and 
you know, you, when you think about it, and I think about this with, with 314 Punk too, you're providing a service to people, essentially. Right. You're telling people, I, I don't really like the word influencer, but you're telling people, hey, here's a restaurant, here's a product, here's a band, yeah. here's a show. Like, right. And that has value. That has Absolutely. a lot of value. Like, it, it, I mean, it's not... We're not charging any money for it, but like that has value, and and um, you know, so I, I feel like I, I, you know, I've I've been following your page, and I I just think it's really cool what you're doing, and oh, I appreciate that. Um, it's isn't it crazy how? So I grew up on a I grew up on a farm, livestock. Farm. Okay, okay, cows, wow. cows and pigs, <laughs> beef and pork, and um, so I never even considered going vegetarian or going vegan or anything like that. Like growing up, it was just like. You know, I, I made the connection that, oh, well, these animals become our food. But it was like, you know, I just thought that was totally normal. You're born into it. Like, yeah. then I, at, you know, I think it was 20s. It was April 1st, 2017. Um, I had leading up to that point for f- several years, I've been having conversations with people who are vegetarian and vegan and asking them why. And, um, you know, I, I had a uh, there was this actually the tipping point for me was this conversation that I had with this band called Jesus Peace. I don't know if you've heard of no, them. No, I have not. They're either. they're like a hardcore metalcore band, um, and one of the, a couple two of the guys that we were talking to they were vegan and the, and he was like you know it's it's a choice it's right. it's a do you want to choose to you know that that's basically what it came down to and I had never just the way that he explained it I had never heard somebody explain it that way and he was like you're doing that out of you know what consciously or unconsciously you're choosing to eat something that's been killed or you know and um and I was just like I had never like I could I had one of those aha moments where like something just clicked in my brain and I was like yeah I don't think I want to do this anymore like and it wasn't it wasn't he wasn't condemning yeah and you know as I say this like I'm not condemning people you know that it was just like a personal choice that I was like I think I don't want to eat meat right now and and yeah it's you know I I will say like I'm not I'm I as I've gotten older I have I've become less you know it's been a little it's been almost five years now I've been a little bit less strict like if something has a little bit of bacon in it like I'm, I'm not oh, sure yeah I will you know I will partake once in a while but sure yeah um but for the most part I think I, I want to make the choice that right. I don't want to eat meat, you know, and, and then when it, for me, it came, you know, all the stuff you're talking about with factory farming, but like also from, and this might get a little woo woo for people, but like from a <laughs> spiritual perspective, sure, yeah. you're putting the energy of this, you know, and whatever hormones or whatever mm. that life, that cow or that pig lived, you're ingesting that into your body. Sure, and, yeah. and so you're ingesting the stress and the anxiety. And, you know, sometimes after I, I just started noticing that after I eat meat, sometimes I don't feel very good. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I don't want to do anything. You right. know what I mean? And like, and as I've eaten more plants and like, and incorporated more of that into my body, I feel more energized. Absolutely. You know, so, yeah. So it's actually funny, but um, so we. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off no, on like no, a no, rant. Right. There. Yeah, no, it's, it's that's like... beautiful. No, I, and I, I think you're right. I, do, I mean, um, but I've kept this. So the funny thing, we're talking about this now, but like uh, you know, I've kept this kind of anonymous for the, the two or three. I guess I started it in '19, so it's been a little over two years now. But I've tried to keep it anonymous for the most part because one, I don't want. I don't know. I I, I feel like <clears throat> part of the problem is you know once once everybody realizes who I am, you know, it's going to be like the end of. Return of the Jedi when you <laughs> you take off the <laughs> Vader's mask, he's like this little pasty white guy's. You know, it's like, oh, come on, guy. You know, and so, and I don't have any tattoos. You know, I'm not. I'm not I've, if you you know, this guy's not really punk. You know, it's a, that sort of thing. But uh, but the STL punk label I thought was great, and the reason I chose that, um, and to choose to keep it anonymous for so long was to because I wanted to be more active like in social causes and i felt like being i didn't want to necessarily make it a public voice because sure because like the the goal was to share the accessibility of veganism in the sense that people want to say it's not so hard to be a vegan it's not now it's not you know yeah it really isn't but i also wanted to get more involved in in things socially like for example (laughs) the first within the first two or three posts i had Two years ago, <laughs> I went to a pro-choice rally, and I hope my mother's not listening to this. Yeah, too bad, mom. But anyway, <laughs> I went to a pro-choice rally, and you know, I took a picture. I took some pictures down there, and I said some pretty strong things on the Instagram. And this is like the first week I started this thing, and 
some random correspondent from CNN hits me up. Wow. And, and wants a quote from me. Like, I, just, I, saw your, I saw your post. I want to use your post to... I said, but we need to know who you are. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, that was... Like, <laughs> but yeah, if you go back to like my first two or three posts, there's one I was at, yeah, I was at this rally downtown. And uh, But yeah, I got hit up by some 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 a producer at CNN. And I was just like, no, nah, I'm sorry. I'm just not ready to, to share that information. Um, but I've kind of, you know, unfortunately, the social aspect of it, it has been kind of tossed aside a little bit. Um, because I mean we're we're in the midst of kind of a, a sleeper president right now, you know, you know what I mean. So it's kind sure. of yeah. So we're not, every, things aren't quite as intense as they were. Say Joey Biden. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but uh, so yeah, it's the but I mean obviously a lot of problems we still need to address that that haven't been addressed. absolutely yeah. I, I was just talking with my girlfriend um, earlier about about this about how I feel like um, humanity in general like we're going through. Um, a, a big transit. I, th I feel like we're going, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, I was talking about my grandpa and he, he was born in 1923 and yeah. how or 25 and how he died, you know, he died a few years ago and how from 1925 to 2020, everything that happened during that time. And, it, and it'll be really interesting for me to look for us to look back at the end of our lives and be like, even even now we I you oh, know yeah. we were just talking about music and about how it's digital now and how everything's changed and how you know back in the day you know my family still had a rotary phone and oh, yeah. all this kind of stuff that's like now this is your phone and how the internet just over <laughs> the last like thirty years has become or you know twenty I don't know how how many I, I like to think about like the mid nineties it was when you know ninety five or ninety six we got internet at our house and like. It was this dial-up thing, and it took sometimes the connection wouldn't hit, like it wouldn't connect, and you know you'd get lucky, and you'd want to be on there. Like once you got connected, you want to be on the internet for hours, and then somebody would call, and it would kick you off, and you know all this kind of stuff. And now the internet's just like a thing that's we're connected to all the oh, time, no. and, and it's and it's I think we're it's really going to be interesting on some of these social issues that we're talking about. Like where are we going to be in fifty years? Yeah. Where are we going to be in a hundred years? Like where where is he? I mean. Are, with climate change and all this, like, are we, right. is it, is it eventually our, like, is the planet going to burn up or flood or what the hell's going to happen? You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, oh, it yeah. real like, it's no, what like, I feel like we really, like, when you think about some of these things too much, it, you really could have an existential crisis oh, every absolutely. day. Like, <laughs> and I think that's, a, that's another reason why I feel like, uh, being vegan is, is, is so critical. I think if we can change that sort of mindset that a lot of people have, cause I mean, so much of our water i mean like the you know the the one thing that takes up the most water that we do is animal agriculture you know what i mean it's just it's 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 something that blows my mind um and it's so it always comes down to money you know when, when in the end and that's unfortunate they can sell a bunch of burgers but, right. you know like <laughs> but yeah and you know and nobody's gonna take i mean they all got together recently uh, you know and they, they talked about climate but i mean you know it's it, you just you just know that these things aren't going to yeah, we're not going to see any substantial change, especially in the next few years. But I mean, yeah, I'd be curious. Well, to... and I, I think about this too, and I don't mean to go off on no. on, on veganism, but or vegetarianism <laughs> okay. or whatever. But like, if you can buy a burger at McDonald's for a dollar, or right. you know, like, like when you think about all like that coming from a farm and how it's all the stages of like that a cow goes through to get down to being sold like for a, a piece of it being sold for a dollar yeah. and McDonald's is still making a profit off of that like that that can't be good that that can't be quality no. you know what i mean like it's been passed through so many companies and so many different processes that like you know and then frozen and ship it, it you know it's that that was also something that when i first went vegetarian i was like this can't necessarily be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and yeah, I think that yeah. these are all just like, if, you know, to people listening, like if, if you eat meat, like I'm not, like I said, again, I don't want to condemn people. I don't want to like, that's just personal choice that right. Christian and I have made. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, but I, I do feel like even if you, to just be conscious of what yeah. you're eating, when and where, and like, even, you know, like even myself, like I, I, I hit Taco Bell every once sure, in a while, you know, absolutely. like I like, but, but <laughs> doing that too much isn't good for you, no. you know, and, and is it probably not good for like my body? And it's like, just trying to be more conscious of those decisions, I right. think is, is important. And that's another big thing, like, especially in punk, I think punk gets a name of like being this 
kind of self-destructive lifestyle, you know, there's can be a yeah. lot, like, there's a lot of people that just kind of like, oh, I don't give a fuck, well, drink, you know, like, yeah, and, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm a drinker, I'm, sure. I'm yeah. a smoker, like, you know, not cigarettes, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, gotcha, yeah. but like, I think those things, like, I think they're, you know, we're at a point when you get older where it's like, I need to start taking care of myself a little yeah. bit better. Like, yeah, <laughs> I want to feel better. Like, and I, you know, and that's one thing that I've, I've really strived to do as you know, with this whole STL vegan punk is to is to be inclusive in the sense that, you know, you've got these sort of, you know, the the, the classic sort of PETA type people who are throwing red paint on, <laughs> you know, and I'm not you know? I'm not a, a part. I, yeah, I'm not big on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I. I am judging you meat eaters, okay? Don't listen to Wes can be nice to you. I am judging you. <laughs> but, but just because I've done it for so long, and, 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 and I, you know, I ate meat for 37 years, so I mean, you know, so I know, I know what can happen. I know you can do it, you know? So that's, but I, you try to, you try to be kind about it and be open. And, right, right. And say, you know what? This, this is accessible. This is something you can do. I did it. I ate meat most of my life. I don't do it anymore. I mean, so that's, that's really my goal with all this is because it's easy to just be that sort of like militant vegan who's who's not approachable and and you the idea is to share these ideas and, and convince people that hey we this is a possibility you can this do this is still really good food like yeah. uh there was a i don't know if you went to it but it was on cherokee street at earthbound there was this yeah. like vegan barbecue um, oh i missed that it, it yeah. was from they they were from i think in louisiana or so, somewhere okay, yeah in the south and they came up and did a pop-up and let me tell you, man, like I had some vegan chicken, like everything was, all, it was all vegan. You could get like a really uh, awesome, like Beyond Burger and it was all really, really right. good food. And and I'm not going to lie, like I, I miss some of those things like sure. chicken wings and, and stuff that like I used to eat so much of when I was younger or, you know, when I ate meat that now I, I miss a little bit, sure. but like, <laughs> and so, so when you, when you find somebody who can make really good fried chi vegan fried chicken it's yeah, like oh yeah. my god this is great you know <laughs> right so um my you know obviously thanksgiving is not a great time for for me but um so but you know and and my mother always makes me a little something or i'll bring something whatever I just, you know, my parents do too my dad usually makes me a veggie burger or something like that you know yeah so uh so my my niece is 21 she just uh, she just turned all right she's gonna be 22 in a couple days actually so happy early birthday michelle but um, so um, she kind of took over the cooking this year, and you know, classic, you know, bird, all that stuff. Um, but when my dad was, my, my dad passed away uh, a little while back, almost two years ago now. Um, but my dad would always just get the turkey breast, so of course the driest white meat, you know what I mean. <laughs> and I was always a drumstick guy, you know, chicken, turkey, all that stuff. Well, my <laughs> my my niece. That's my decided she was gonna bring some turkey legs and I and, and she had I'm not even kidding she had like ten fucking turkey legs in a row like in this Ooh. pan and and for the first time probably in a long time I had this sort of like the temptation restraint yeah <laughs> you know because I mean you know for we've been eating this dry bird for for thirty something years and we finally got a chance to get some dark meat in there and I was like oh my god I mean I was I had to just walk away like I couldn't even handle it because I mean like it was yeah. That was probably the biggest temptation I've had in the last two or three years of doing yeah. this. But yeah, needless to say, I did persevere, though. <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm thank proud you. of you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about um, what are some of your favorite shows that you've seen in St. Louis and favorite, uh, you know, shows. It can be like any band. But yeah. then, so two-part question. What are some of the favorite, your most memorable shows that you've seen in St. Louis, but then also like, what are some of your favorite local St. Louis bands or oh my goodness. home to St. Louis bands? Oh God, as far as shows, man, I wish I wish I'd get out more. <laughs> uh, you know, it's recently it's it's been a while since I've seen any major local shows. Um, not too long ago, I guess it would have been the summertime. I, I uh, Bruiser Queen played for the first time at uh, okay. So as I'm good friends uh, with. Uh, with the drummer obviously yeah. but uh but he's but yeah they yeah he's a great guy jason's a great guy but um but yeah that was that was a big show to be like actually that might have been the first like actual concert at heavy anchors what that was so that was kind of a big deal and where when where was the when oh, was this oh gosh it would have been in the summertime sometime i don't remember what day, when that was the, of this year yeah yeah okay because i mean I, they, they just started having shows 
I remember seeing that. I remember yeah. seeing some video from that, and, yeah. like on Instagram and stuff. But um, yeah, you know, I mean, I've been to a lot of great shows, but for the life of me, I can't think of like one specific thing. You know, um, I you know, I, I gotta just give shout outs to to most of my friends. I mean, you know, Defeated County, uh, big yeah, big fan of of them, and um, middle class fashion. Okay, big okay. fan of that. Yeah, you know, Jen's great. Um, Beth Bombara. I'm a big Beth Bombara fan. I'm I'm a big Beth Bombara. I went to college with Beth as nice. well, and Beth and Kit. Um, yeah, Kit. Uh, I I don't. See, I mean, I see them around town a little bit. I mean, you know, I haven't hung out with them in really a long time, but um, both amazing musicians. Um, yeah. Kit's very talented on like multiple instruments, and Beth's amazing songwriter. Great, you know, beautiful voice. Like, yeah. Yeah. Saw yeah. her. Saw them at the Duck Room. Not. Oh, I mean, a few years ago, and, and they, they killed it. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, th- this year's been kind of the year to make up for, like, the touring acts for me, so I've been I've been focusing mostly on that. And I'm an old man, you know? It's a problem. I mean, I, you know, I'm 41, It's and I'm, I'm a morning person, so... What I time some, do you wake up? I still getting up at, like, 6, 6.30, oh, okay. something that's like that. Too, so, yeah, that's yeah I, I usually go to bed around 9.30 or 10, so, I, yeah. I'm a 6.37. Yeah. The last week, it's been hard. I've been getting up at like eight, I, and I work from home for the most part. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I, I would really like to get back to my six thirty. Like, oh, yeah. I love my more like when I'm in the routine. Prior to COVID, like I have a job where I was like I, I lived a little bit for had a little bit of a commute, and I was getting up at like five forty five, and I was getting my meditation in. I was getting a little workout in, a shower, making yeah. my lunch, like. Before I would even get to work, I would have been up for an hour and a half, and and that's actually like, I know it sounds tough, but it like that's a really good way to start your day when you get to work. Then like, you've already had a few cups of coffee, you've had a workout. It's yeah, like, I'm awake, and as opposed to like for most of my life, when I've gotten to work, I'm still waking up, and people are asking me questions, and there's emails coming through, and I'm just like. I'm not even fucking awake yet. <laughs> right, you know, right. Like, I get that. Leave me be. <laughs> yeah, and you know, so don't talk to me until nine thirty, okay? Like <laughs> last week, you know, you know, I had I had big hoop dreams for Skanksgiving. Like I was just gonna throw down last Wednesday, <laughs> and I was I was still in bed by ten o'clock. I'm not even kidding. Like I was like, okay, I I was down at Cherokee Street. I went down to Yaki's. Go see my people down there, and uh, and did a little B side, and then and, and you know, by the time it got to be about nine thirty, I'm like, you know, I mean, <laughs> like I've had five or six beers. Let's get my lift. Let's go. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. I also didn't want to pay whatever ungodly amount to to take a lift home that night too. So, so yeah, so um, yeah, so I mean, that's that's where I'm at, unfortunately now. But I mean, so but by the time uh, our show's over next next week, <laughs> it'll be time for bed. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we there have been uh, there was a show at the sinkhole. There's this like new series called Break the Barrier, and, and they're doing it every other month. And um, we're actually playing in January. Haven't like it hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Um, it's a it's a um, matinee show on Sunday. Oh, that's cool. And so it's done by it's over by eight thirty, eight thirty or nine. And it's like it's it's nice because it's like I went to the show. I I ended up I was home by nine thirty. Um, you know, it was a Sunday, so like I, I was able to kind of go home and decompress a little bit. I was in bed by ten thirty. Yeah, yeah. I, and you know, it's because that is one thing. As you get older, and I, and you know, as we've referred to, like people have lives, they have kids, they have careers. Sure. People don't want to come out on a Thursday night and stay out until eleven o'clock or, no. or, or or midnight or you know whatever to to see a show. It gets harder and harder as you get older. Um, and, and you have more commitments and responsibilities. So I think stuff like that, I, I would like to see, you know, I mean, I know it's hard to do those on the weekdays, but like, yeah. I'd be, de- I mean, matinee shows are cool. Like, yeah. I, I'll come out to a matinee, like five, six o'clock, like see three bands and have a couple sure. beers and then you're at home and in bed, you don't have a hangover <laughs> the next day. You know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> I would just, I would like to see shows start at seven or eight. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's, and our show starts at, we, I'm sure we won't start it right at eight, but I mean, you know, if the show's scheduled to start at eight, so I mean, but I mean, I'd like to see a six thirty, seven o'clock show every once in a while. Cause I mean, it, it does, especially on a Wednesday or Thursday. I mean, that, that does give people incentive. You get off of work, you, you, whatever, and you go down and see, see a show and be home by 10, 10 or 10 30. Yeah. I mean, but again, that's just, to me, that's just really practical. That makes sense. It does. It does. Yeah. Instead of, uh, you know, uh, my girlfriend and I went to a show 
uh, Black Pumas. Have you heard of them? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, a, a great, great band. Oh, really yeah. enjoyed it. I don't even think there was an opener, or maybe there was, but we didn't see it. But I think the show started at nine. The show started at nine, and there was an opener. That's yeah. what it was. And I was like, really? Babe, I mean, I want to <laughs> go see this band with you, but yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to be up until like <laughs> midnight. I mean, the show didn't get yeah. over to midnight. Yeah, and, yeah. And like we're going home, and I'm just like, damn. I'm, it's like we were both tired. Like, <laughs> yeah, it gets tough. But and um, yeah, and most most touring acts don't play after eleven. So I mean, you know, so why are we playing till midnight or one? <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. You know, why, why do we treat locals so differently? I feel I feel like that I, that has to change in some way. For sure, for sure. So, well, dude, th- this was this was great. I'm I'm like so much more. Ex- I, I was already excited for the show, but I'm even more excited now that I know you and I like you know sit down and talk. I I consider everybody that comes on this podcast now a, a friend. If yeah. I think you sit down, you get to know somebody for an hour. Absolutely. Like, you know so. Congratulations, we're we're friends now. <laughs> I am officially part of uh, West Hoffman, Hoffman and, and friends. friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been making jokes about that for <laughs> like, yeah. He he's gonna make some more friends. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> I am. Yeah, the, I am. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, the th- whole thing about West Hoffman and friends too is it's like it's me. You know, I write all the songs and I and like it's it's my best friends playing in the band with me. But like, um, you know, we pulled up Natalie Huggins and she sang on a song with us and like. We're gonna be like incorporating more. You know, I have I have another friend who like um, she's from Canada, but she sang on a song that we, yeah. we recently put out. So it's like I wanted it to kind of be like, yeah, this is my music, but there's a lot more people involved than just me. Right. And I, I consider, I don't know, I I just I like to, I I have a small circle of close friends, but I feel like I have a, a big reach of like a lot right. of friends like yourself. You know, sure. So, and I, I, for me, as far as like band dynamic and stuff, I always feel like I'm the I'm the idea guy. Like I, I'm my my capabilities are only so, you know, I can only go so far, and and you can only do so much with an acoustic guitar. So it's nice to have collaborators and have people who are talented people around you to help you build those ideas. And I think that's for me. That's I'm, I think I have a lot of great ideas, but unless if I don't have good people around me to, to help me with that, you know, they just they, they don't they don't come to life the way sure. that they should. Sure, sure, absolutely. And I, I think like, um, you know, everybody everybody in our band, like you know, people throw a little bit more of their own flair into it too. Yeah. And um, yeah, I I mean, the, the, with this project, I am pretty like I like writing all the guitar parts and, and yeah. doing all that stuff, but. Uh, I agree with you, and and there is something to also like when you get four people in, in a room, um, the ideas become so much bigger, Absolutely. and sometimes things sound different. Like when when you something I demo a lot of stuff on GarageBand, but it always sounds a little bit different and a little bit better when we play it live. You know what right. I mean? When we when we go to record it and rehearse it, it always just sounds uh, way better. Like oh yeah, <laughs> cause it just, just takes you, shape. You know? You can't you can't. Uh really mimic that energy you know there's something about being live that just yeah there's just a whole different feel and yeah and I, I look forward to hearing you guys and I look forward to being in front of <laughs> that should be a, it should be a good crowd I hope yeah. it should be a good time yeah I can't wait man I can't wait I, I'm I'm excited to see you guys play as well and um, you know especially listen to a little bit of your stuff recently like knowing that you were going to be on the podcast I'm kind of like okay this will be cool it'll be cool to see I'm, I know a lot of your stuff on Spotify is acoustic yeah, but like I'm excited to see the live. Oh yeah, it's, it's a whole different thing. Part of that. So. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that, and yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, so absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, where can people find you on social oh, media? So, um, yeah, so it's uh, you know, Facebook.com/slash Banks and Cathedrals. Um, I mean, Banks and Cathedrals, all one word on Instagram. And of course, STL Vegan Punk is all word on Instagram as well. So I mean, that's all. That's probably the best place to find the the vegan stuff. And yeah, I mean, the band stuff mostly on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Well, that's December tenth at eight p.m. at the Heavy Anchor, and uh, we will see you all there. Yes, see you then. Soon.